Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. Blah, 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 blah. My name is Kerry Palmer. <laughs> uh, joining me as always is Jeremy Bratitich. <coughs> Hello. Oh my god. <laughs> and June Williams. I don't know how to follow that. I'm not coughing. No, that's right. that's um. I'm, I'm almost tempted to just be like, let's just start again. <laughs> Sorry, there's a. I think there's a coffee grain in my throat that like I think fell through my coffee grinder. Um, and so now just like just lodged at the anyway. Jeremy, why did you why did you drink the coffee straight from your coffee grinder? That's not good for you. It's the only way I can get my fix, man. <laughs> Crunchy. Crunchy. Uh. Uh, how are you all? It's been it's been a few weeks. It's been three weeks since our last recording. Um, it's a, a good time of the year for money. Yes. Um, yes. How is everyone enjoying tax return season? I uh, I haven't organised anything on my end for that yet, but um, it you are right. It is a good time of the year for that. <laughs> um, I haven't done my tax return yet because I haven't figured out what I can and what I can't <laughs> claim yet. I'm going to try and claim my desk, but I don't know if I'm going to handle if that's going to work. Every year, I put like maybe like a hundred bucks aside to buy video games. Except this year, I've had like enough money during the year to buy the video games that I need. So like, whoa, I don't have any games that I want. Whoa, that's wild. Not going to get Paper Mario. No, no, probably not. Okay. Maybe. Looks cute. I don't know. Mario got long arms. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> Thousand fold arms. Um, yeah, no, I haven't followed any of that through yet, but like, hopefully it's... Um, I don't actually know what to do with it when I get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, with we might... You know, living in the, uh, the sort of the, um, the problem child state of, uh, of Australia at the moment where... Um, Living right in the heart of the 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 blockedest, downedest country, no city in the country. So um, I don't know. Who knows? I might not be at work for the next month <laughs> if if restrictions amp up. So maybe I'll just hang on to it for a little bit. Let's hope. Um, I'm gonna buy a weighted blanket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They are so much money. That's. I think that's really? the perfect. The perfect. They're like three hundred bucks. Thing to buy at this time. Mm. Especially since it's happening during winter. Yeah. Um. Now, I want to... First, I'll get through the, the rigmarole. So, obviously, if you don't know who we are, this is minimap.com.au's podcast that we do every couple of weeks. Um, you can go to that site to find uh, some reviews of things and some opinion pieces and our podcasts. And we would love it if you did that. And... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, if you want to support us, you can head to that site and have a look at all the articles there. You can also go to patreon.com slash minimapau um, if you want to support us monetarily. Of course, make sure that you're looking after yourself first, though. Um, now's a, a good time to make sure that you're doing the right thing by you. Um, yeah, and also uh, thank you to uh, Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv music uh, as the soundtrack for the Minimap cast, you can listen to Shook at shook.bandcamp.com. Um, there's a question I asked you guys during last week's podcast uh, that I want to... And I said, don't give me an answer at the time. I said, think about it, stew on it. Um, and that question was, and I just want to address that at the top here, what do either of you know 
if you are going to be getting the PS5 day one? And if so, why? And if not, why not? Um, yes, because I like new things. <laughs> Even though I don't think I'm interested in any of the launch titles, I don't think. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. Not like enough to really warrant day one, but <laughs> I will buy it. Yeah, because I'm a sucker. Yeah. As you aptly you, put it every time, Carrie. You are a sucker, but that's fine. <laughs> you're, you're a happy sucker, so what does it matter? So, like, like the, the thing is, yes, like, and like I do this with the PSVR um, and with the PS4 as well. Yes, so when games come out that I'm, like, insanely excited about, like Horizon 2, for example, I don't have to then buy the console later and then be like, oh, my God, I wasn't prepared. Like, I'm just going to buy it straight away so I can just forget about it and just have the luxury of having it and then just never have to think about it again which is like really like bad like capital B like capital B bad um, it's not the best reason to throw down $700 <laughs> but that's fine yeah you're, you're, you're paying the, the day one price for the convenience yes I'm gonna get it at some point so I can have it so I don't have to worry about not having it later on right the FOMO is too strong yeah, I need that discourse. Discourse fiend. <laughs> I'm I'm on the fence, and admittedly a large part of that is because I don't know what the price is yet. Um, but I think if I don't get it day one, I might get it, like, within three months. Um and that depends, you know, if Spider-Man comes out and is reviewed really well and, you know, I might not, like, I might just really want one. And if it comes out and it's like, oh, it's fine, it's very short. And, like, you know, all of the launch games are, like, launch games, you know, where it's like, yeah, these are fine. <laughs> then I'll be like, okay, cool. I can wait six to eight months for it to come down 100 bucks. You this know, is but the fourth console Sony is launching without a Knack game at launch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> Did you say the fourth Sony. console? Yeah, the, this is the fourth PlayStation Sony launching without a Knack at launch. Are you including the PS4 Slim and the PS4 Pro and the PlayStation VR? No, I'm talking about the PS1, 2, and 3. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Sony, what are you doing, mate? It's okay, you got, you got bug snacks instead of Knack. I think that's oh, a good trade. Yeah, I got bug snacks. Um, bug knacks <laughs> bug knacks <laughs> uh yeah it's interesting i don't know we'll see where we are with that one but uh i am still excited to see the game i'd love to get a price for it though bloody hell um we've all been playing a lot of video games all three of us um jeremy's got a bunch of stuff as usual and that's that's good but what I think the, I really I finally finished games this week. That's great. <laughs> Every one of the games that I've put in that list, I have finished. Well done. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> it is impressive. There's like five games there. Um, but what I want to start with is um, June. Talk to us about Uncharted. So the last like two weeks of my life have been strange. Um, yeah, <laughs> I tend to when I um, like something I like it very intensely and um, for some reason I think after the last podcast 
It was the last like, podcast fault. It was because it was because yeah. I was talking, talking about, about Uncharted, yeah. and um, and I'm like, I might just fuck around. I might just do it. Um, and then I went out and bought a copy of Uncharted Four, even though I already have a copy of Uncharted Four. I realized when I got you, home. What? What? <laughs> it was in because I have my bookshelf in alphabetical order, but um, I it was in like the wrong spot. It was under like R instead of U. <laughs> Um, anyway, anyway, um, so now I have two copies of Uncharted 4. They have different covers though, so it's fine. Um, oh really? That's neat. <laughs> yeah. What is one the like EB Games not cover cover Yeah, it's like version? the top, the top hits one or whatever. And oh then the other God. one's the, the general one. Um, and then I sat down and played Uncharted 4 and finished it within like 48 hours. Yep. Maybe. Um, and then, and then that was it. Within like three days of, the, yeah. of that last podcast, yeah. like by the end of that weekend, you were like, "I'm trying to force great." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> um, and then I went back and played half of it through again. And then I was like, "I want to play. I want to replay Lost Legacy." So yep. I played Lost Legacy and I finished that in a day. <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went out and bought uh, Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection. <laughs> yep. And I finished the first one in about 24 hours. To be fair, that one's not very long. Um, yeah. And now I'm halfway through the second one. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. been the last like week and a half, two weeks of my life. Um, I care a lot. Yep. And I wasn't expecting it. Um, I think for especially, and I think what's like... I'm, I really, like, all I want to, all I think about is, like, I really want to go back and play for now, but I want to finish the the first three first to get, like, the full picture, I guess. Yeah. Um, right. I don't know. They're good. I think... They're, they're really good. I think, like, my sister and I grew up playing Tomb Raider, and um, it's, it's, like, they're basically the same game, except... This one has a sexy man. <laughs> um, and I don't know what what else do you want me to say. Well, so let me let me think here. What did you? So like last time we recorded, I was saying that I played through four, and I was revising my opinion to be that you didn't need to go back to play one, two, and three before you played four. How did you find playing four, having only played? Lost Legacy before two years prior. It was fine. Like, I don't think I missed out on any information apart... Maybe, like... I don't know. There was tension between Sam and Sully, but I guess, I guess that made sense with Nate growing up without Sam anyway. So, like... I don't know. It was fine. I don't think I missed anything. Like, yeah. my sister... My sister messaged me, like, out of the blue. No, we were in a Zoom call the other night with my family and she's like have you played Uncharted 4? and I'm like have I played Uncharted 4? <laughs> you can't ask me this question over family zoom um, and she's like yeah I've been playing it like I'm really like, I'm super into it it's so fun like I'm like you sh-. like she doesn't really play games that often like she she rarely plays games and um, just so happens to be playing Uncharted 4 the same week as I'm playing That's Uncharted wild. 4 That's um, so good. but anyway she's really enjoying it and she like doesn't play games at all really and she hasn't played the original ones either yeah and i think it is it's so um it's so easy to um get into if you haven't already mm. um, it's such a good length too 
Yeah, I think so. I would want it longer, but that's just me. What was your... Specifically for you want longer? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I could handle it. <laughs> yeah, that's a long game. Yeah, it was, I, think, I think it was already pretty, it was already pretty long, but I... I you would I want to see more. Yes. So, um, what's been... Oh, who's your favourite character? I like Sam. Yep. Sh- shocking. <laughs> and I think, um, I think that's what sort of stopped me... Uh, in my tracks at the moment a little bit playing through two because um, I miss Sam. Fair enough. I want to see him. <laughs> but the, the best thing about Sam is the way he says Victor. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, yeah, uh, what did you say the other day, Kerry? He's the only one that calls Nate Nathan as well. Yeah, so he, he he's the only one who says Nathan. He's the only one who says Victor. Yeah. Um, he's the only... Like, he... he he's like determined to call people by like their the first names. names when no one else does that. <laughs> mm. Um I really like um playing through Lost Legacy again after finishing four because I played we played I played Lost Legacy without having played any Uncharted game a year or two years ago, whatever that was. Yeah. And um it made it was it made sense still, but like with the context of Uncharted Four, it was so much better. It was oh, so right. good. Like, I forgot I forgot that Sam doesn't come in until, like, the last half of... Maybe even, like, the last quarter of Third. the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but fucking... That's meant to just... be, like, the, one of the big twists of that game is, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, can see, I can see why now playing Uncharted, like, after playing Uncharted 4, like, when I first played Lost Legacy, like, who the fuck is, who the fuck is this? Yeah, I think I'm pretty <laughs> sure when we did man? the first podcast, you hated Sam. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were like this dumb ass white guy. I'm pretty sure like <laughs> those Hawaiian are like shirt. the kind of words you were using. Yeah. I'll go back and listen to the, the Lost Legacy um, <laughs> the podcast, and I'll just hate myself. Yeah. Um, uh, it's so it's so funny. Like they just shit on him the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Poor Sam. This man's been in prison for 15 years. <laughs> Leave him alone. He's such a dumbass. <laughs> He's so good. I th- uh, what did you say? I think you said that Nate and Sam share a brain cell or something. <laughs> <laughs> they do. And it comes out like when they're together, like when they're together, they're just the dumbest. Yeah. They could be. The fucking dumb and dumber. Okay. It's so sweet though. They're so um, good. And the, the, the flashback scenes in four, I think they're placed so well. Um, throughout the game, and I wanted more. I want to know. I want to know like what what their life was like between leaving the orphanage and like finding Sully. Yeah. Um, but I guess I think three touches on Sully and Nate's relationship, doesn't it? So it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I haven't played that yet. Um. So just a quick question: Whereabouts in two are you up to? Uh, I'm about thirty percent through. So Chloe and I are. In the city, yeah. Um, trying to get to the tallest tower to find. Yeah, the... we. I think we just climbed the hotel. <laughs> cool. That's like every encounter in Uncharted. <laughs> get to that tallest tower. We need to get to the tallest building. <laughs> yeah, they do that a bunch in Last of Us as well. Yeah, we got to go to that one. Which one? The one you can see from anywhere in the world. Yeah, I'm getting. I remember when. Um, sorry, you go. I was just gonna say. I remember when Game Makers Toolkit did a video about weenies. Which is like how like games like the ones that try not to bread like give you too much like like an like an arrow on your minimap, but they'll they'll like give you landmarks to look for and 
un like Naughty Dog games do that so much. Like, oh, we got to get to the Capitol building. It's over there. Oh, we're getting closer to the Capitol building. Oh, we're yeah. right here at the Capitol building. And that's like that's like the section is defined by you getting there, and then whatever happens there, and then the next section is like, oh, we got to get to that smoke. Mm. Um, I didn't really feel it in four, but in the um the last the pre previous ones that I've played so far, it's getting the combat is getting so draining. Like yeah, I I don't play these games for the third person shooter aspect at all. Yeah. Um. And the first one especially was just a slog with that. Like, especially it did, like, the first one did this thing where it would be like, oh, there's just three enemies, and then you'd kill them all, and then another three enemies would drop down, and then you'd kill them all, and another three enemies would drop down. It wasn't even, like, in a new section. It was in the same section. It just happened. And, like, I also wasn't expecting, like, I was, I was so tired by it, by the, like, maybe, like, three quarters of the way through which is basically like when you get down into the bunker and yeah. you have to fight all those fucking like silent hill bullshit creatures. <laughs> and it's like, goes. I'm fucking some, like, this is dumb. It's dumb. I didn't sign up for this. Anyway. <laughs> um, I should have skipped that maybe. <laughs> like th that's really interesting because you've played four lost legacy first. Those are the only two games that don't have any supernatural really? elements at all. Yep. Yeah. Cause, cause like the first three do, um, and when 4 came out and they did away with all that, because it was like, it, it, it went from Henning to Druckmann, like they did away with all of the, the, the anything that was like supernatural, um, which is interesting now that you're going back and playing the the old old formula Uncharted, yeah. um, which is like, hey, there's this legend. Hey, we got to the secret place that no one knew existed. Hey, there's like a secret curse or something here. And then you leave. Um it's like a, I mean, I say this every time, like in the Jones movie. Um, and uh, but yeah, and so now you're playing through what that series used to be. That's very interesting. Interested to see how you feel about one, two, and three, considering they have that element that makes it, I guess, less grounded in a way. Mm. Um, what my recommendation is for honestly all three of the first games um, is. Uh, pop it on the lowest difficulty and just blind fire your way through. Yeah. Um, just because yeah. it's fun. You're just running and gunning or you're like in cover and you're just like <laughs> with the fucking machine gun over the top without actually looking at it. Mm, that um, might be an idea actually. Ju just because like it makes it just like you just get through that story, which is what you're really there for. Yeah. Um, and it makes it look the coolest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind those, those gunplay sections, but in all of those early games, there are unfair encounters. There are um, like needlessly long combat sections. There's sometimes there are just bad checkpoints. Sometimes they just spawn you and you're being shot at. Like yeah. those, the the gun the gunplay in those early three games was fine at the time, but yeah. now it's yeah it's it's I, I don't think it's fit to task anymore in a in a modern day sense at least. I can see why the first one especially did so well, um, considering when it came out. Mm. Um, because it's still, I think it still held up reasonably. Like I was expecting worse. It was still satisfying. Like I don't know. That's good. Yeah. I always, having played two first before one, I like. 
I always enjoyed two more than one. And so I always think of one as like, oh, I don't know how much I, I don't know how much I would enjoy this if I didn't like the series already, something, something. So it's interesting to, obviously you'd played four and Lost Legacy by that point, but I, um, it's interesting. I'm glad you enjoyed it at least. I'm, I'm glad it, there is still something there. It's not just, you know, brand um, loyalty. <laughs> I'm enjoying two more than one at the moment because uh, I feel like they've expanded a lot more on Nate's character that isn't just yeah. like, I don't know, I think Griffin Mathurie called him a lovable scamp once. <laughs> Pretty much Yeah. I also love in two the, the colours and yeah. just the, the different scenes. Like on one, you're like on the boat and then you're on one island and then you're on another island and all the island all of the islands look the same and and it's very samey and kind of bland um and in two like you start off in the train that's hanging off the side of a cliff in the snowy mountains and then you're in like a turkish museum and then you're in borneo and then you're like like roping down prayer flags in nepal and And there are these neon signs Mark. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> yeah, um, two, two's fantastic. Uh, if you if you're interested in it, there's like there's a bunch of like developer documentaries about um or like like commentaries about how they made the Uncharted games. Mm. Um, uh, specifically like the first three. Um, they talk about what Naughty Dog were doing back then was like they were look because they were making exclusively for the PS3 they could develop for that hardware um, they would look at the like hardware of the PS3 and decide what the fastest way for the CPU to calculate this thing to reach like physically in the console reach the GPU and then like uh, prioritize certain lanes on the circuit boards to get something from the CPU to the GPU because that would be more efficient than going from the other side mm. And like they're doing this like wizardry that is why they've become such like a a uh, prestigious developer. Um, that no one does that. Like who who looks at the hardware and go, okay, well it's faster if we send it through this pipeline than this pipeline. Mm. It's it's wild. It's why those games look incredible. Mm. Um, it's also wild to me that like the first Uncharted game is on the same hardware as the first Last of Us game, <laughs> um, just because they just look so. They look like a generation of difference. Um, yeah. Agreed. And then, June, I think my last question, do you have any, like, is there, like, a favourite, like, gameplay moment or, like, set piece that happened? It's like, oh, whoa, this was neat. Oh, whoa, that was cool. Like, this is fun to play. Like, because if, if Uncharted's known for more than piece. its story and characters, I think it is its set pieces. Um, the clock tower scene in 4 when you're climbing climbing all the, the gears and stuff. Yeah. I think that maybe, or... I feel like there was a bunch in 4, but I can't think of any. I think 4 is interesting because they're, like, lower key. Yeah, like, whereas, you know, and you got Lost Legacy with the... Is it, um, is it Ganesh with all the arms? Or in the, I think so. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... And I like maybe maybe those two. I don't know. I don't think there has been much in um, the first one so far. Yeah, but not in the first one. Um, I really like. But all yeah, it's of, interesting. I really like all of the Scotland portion of um, 
four as well. Like just all of that is neat. Yep, fair enough. I like the end of the Scotland section when the when you get to that cavern and then everything starts blowing up and yeah. I also like the way the rocks you know how the like the rocks mm-hmm. are made out of that like slate, those like pillars in the in the rock wall? Ah. So cool. I think I like I think I like that section of the game a lot as well because like you're you're seeing Sam and Nate's relationship and how they act towards each other for like the first time. I don't think you see it before that, apart from in the cutscene. Um, well, yeah, because in like Italy, like Sam's spending so I, much time yeah. like being so suspicious of of Sully and yeah, yeah, not and point. you're also like not together really in that in that um that portion of the game either. Mm. So, and they have like good banter while they're climbing walls and crap. That's great. I love it. I, I still think my favorite scene in the entirety of four is that um, elevator scene where Nate and Elena are going up with the um, car. And, yeah, and they're so like, like Elena's just so upset. Um, like she's so disappointed and betrayed. Um, and there's just like they'll talk for a bit, and then they'll just be like this really deliberate silence between them. Um, like that was one of the first times in like the Uncharted series where I was sitting there, just like, oh my god! Like it's like it is so tense between them, and it's so palpable. Um, mm-hmm. It's. Like that was that's a scene that I always always remember as being one of my favorites. Seeing Elena in one compared to Elena in four, <laughs> yeah, right, is a bit wild. Yeah. I, I didn't really care much for um, that part of the story. I don't think. I think mostly because I hadn't traveled with the characters through their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll care a little bit more when I go play it again after two and three. Mm. Does Elena pop up in two at all? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you, you, you got into it. I'm excited to hear what you, what you think about the, the rest of it. But yeah, definitely agree with Jeremy. Like, if, you, if you're finding the gameplay a, a slog, just bump it down. Yeah, Don't I even might. worry about it. I think I'm on, like, medium or something now. So it's not, like, it's not overly difficult, but, like, it's just a pain in the ass sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's, that's, that's about right. <laughs> Um, so, are, speaking of Naughty Dog games... I'm talking about Deadly Premonition. <laughs> <laughs> um, so three weeks ago, Jeremy and I had... Let, let's, let's talk about The Last of Us while, while we're here. Let's talk about The okay. Last of Us Part 2. Um, two weeks ago... No, three weeks ago when we recorded this last one, <laughs> Jeremy and I were roughly around the same point in the game. We were about three hours through the game. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> this is very funny. Last night, Jeremy and I finished the game within about an hour and a half of each other. But there's a key difference. I've been playing the game every one or two days for as long as time as I can. So maybe like an hour or two, and that's about it. And then, you know, dinner and dishes and whatever. And work. And I didn't play for 20 days, and then I did it all, like, over the past two days. <laughs> In 48 hours. <laughs> and Jeremy's like, oh, do you reckon I could finish it? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know, dude. And then, like, you're like, I'm up to this bit. I'm like, holy shit, you're about to catch up to me. <laughs> it was so weird. Um, uh, I, have, I haven't processed all of my feelings about this game yet, mostly because I finished it, like, 12 hours ago. Um, yeah, same. Uh, but there is one definitive thing that I've noticed with this game. One... It is so long. 
<laughs> it's so fucking long. It's that game so has got long. Like five this places game. it could have ended. Pardon? It's got like five places I thought it was going to end, and they <laughs> just kept on going. It's so long. But the thing, like, I this. Okay, I, just, just before we keep going, we're not going to talk about detailed spoilers. We're not going to really talk Absolutely about not. major story beats. Um, Absolutely not. We might reference some spoilers for Last of Us One. Yeah. I think those are fair game, but uh, no, we won't talk any Last of Us 2 spoilers. Thank you for making that explicit, Jeremy, of course. Um, this this game is so long, and it's long in a way that... Um, not in the same way that Uncharted 4 is long, right? Where that is a longer game than the others. Like, oh, if you find some more collectibles, you might add an extra hour or two to your gameplay or something. Like, this... Jeremy finished his game in 20 hours, that's what his yep. save file said. Did you, how how did you feel the pacing of the game was, Jeremy? Um, it's 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 hard, right? Like, because uh, at the beginning, when I had played those, like probably like five hours over over like four days, like at the beginning, like before I took a break and then went back to it uh, a few days ago, um, I was really like I I think like the first like the beginning of that game like the mm. first act or whatever is much more like it, it it just like it they just wallop you with everything um it's really dense it's really heavy all the time um and i was also just like i'm so tired um so i think there's a part in that game maybe about eight hours in where i finally like i finally got a like a good grasp of the combat and i finally got a good grasp of what like I'm, I'm picking up what it's putting down um where i finally like settled into the game but it takes a while for you to settle because that game is so draining um yep. so i think the pacing is fine um i think the the final chapter we'll say is really it's not awkward but it's almost like an addendum um, I don't know how I feel about where the final chapter sits in the game because it almost like I don't know if they quite knew how to wrap it up. Like I, I think I think like they knew where they were getting to, but getting to that final beat was difficult for them to figure out how to get there. Um, yeah, I have heard that they did restructure the game mid midway through development. I, like I, I bet I've seen through headlines over the last few weeks that. Um, the game has sort of open sections and a lot of the linear segments of the game are much broader than they used to be. The combat encounter areas are wide. Um, so there's not, it's not like there is an open world section similar to Lost Legacy, right? Where you have a map and you have a few areas of interest, but I'd say it's as big as the area in Lost Legacy. So like mm. maybe like an hour or two. I think... Um... I, I think you feel the travel more in this game. Like you, you just fucking go forever. You take so long to get to places because these areas are so big now and they're so winding and it's like a it's like a labyrinth a lot of the time. Um, I think uh, I, I was having this this weird thought where I felt like I was watching multiple uh, multiple seasons of a TV show because there was like there was defining moments where you have like 
this is like light structure spoilers. It's like no story beats or anything. Um, you have like flashback moments um, for certain characters to get context and backstory a lot of the time. Um, you'll have those moments and they felt like the beginning of a season again, which will like, you'll have like the flashback moment, which is the context of a little bit what happened before, but mostly what's going to happen in the next chunk of the game. Um, so that they can play out those story beats and you realize what's going on so you can feel that history like flow through the characters. Um, and I was thinking about it, like what, what this game reminds me of is like I have played through the entire show of Breaking Bad and then the final chapter is El Camino, like that, <laughs> th- like the little movie length thing to just wrap up that final bit of the story. It was really weird. It felt like it was connected, but the story didn't have to include that but i'm glad they did include it because it's given me like a little bit more closure for the rest of the game um it's it is it's wild how heavy that story is all the way through um and it's like the thing is it feels way longer than an uncharted game because uncharted is funny it's jokey there's you know character moments and quips the entire way through and you're like having fun as you're playing it and <laughs> like i think i might have smiled like twice in in the entirety of the last of us too um it's like it's so weighty it's just like a drain and oh june has fallen Sorry. um Sorry. <laughs> it's I don't know. I hope the next, like I, I said this before the podcast, but I hope the next game Naughty Dog makes is not a Last of Us game and it is something that you can enjoy. Because like, I don't think I'm going to play Last of Us 2 again for a long time just because I'm like, like I'm, it's settling. Like I, I can't have another gigantic meal after this gigantic meal that I've just had. Um, you? Huh? I, well, I mean like, I, it, and that's me saying it. Um <laughs> I need a. I feel like Naughty Dog needs to make a dessert. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah, you, I think that's a good point. I have a question for both of you. Crow, you finished it, yeah? Yeah. Do you think that um, what people were saying before it came out, its criticism, was valid? As in, it yes. was it was violence porn, basically, or whatever they said. What did they say? Stuff like that. Yeah. I was I was kind of on media blackout in terms of any Last of Us coverage. I kind of still am, honestly. I haven't had time to sort of go back and watch, like, old tweets and whatever. So um, what what was the main criticism? Was this in regards to the spoilers that came out, or was this, like... I think it was in regards to the the whole game, right? But specifically yeah. for, the, for the spoilers that... that These spoilers that came out as well, as that it, it was gratuitous in a way that was for no reason whatsoever. Like, they didn't have to make it as violent as they did i suppose Hmm. Um, i think in this one they 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 almost never shy away from it there's only one specific scene which is like i'm gonna just call this the scene um uh where they 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 do do like a cut um but it's already like incredibly graphic um i think like I absolutely do not want any game to be more violent than this in terms of like the mm. content of the show. I think this is like, like this is pushing the limit. Um, yeah. It's like, I, I don't think like, I don't think there's anything 
you can't describe this as like tasteful violence because a lot of it is like just graphic. Um, I never like very rarely did like I did think it a few times but like very rarely through the game did I think like oh like that was not necessary there was mm. I think one scene I was like oh I that I you don't need you don't need to show that like we get it like there are ways to show that um actually this was in this was in the like one of the first trailers it's the uh, the scene where a person is being hung and then someone else gets hit in the arm with um with a hammer yeah um, it was like that like, was def- I, I, that's definitely the most jarring scene. Yeah. Like and I, I remember when they showed that me and everybody else was like this is like fuck this scene. Like you don't need that. Um th- I think there's like a uh, I I I've been wrestling with this for a little while. Like I I I'm starting to wonder if there's a duty of care that that you that maybe games and people who make the games need to understand about like what you shouldn't shouldn't put in a game um because you could have taken out that scene and you it still would have been perfectly fine um yeah i don't know it's i guess i think it's a lot it, like and it, it the thing is like all of those scenes that are the incredibly violent scenes it's never like the clickers it's never like some giant hulking mass of like fungus monster ripping someone up it's always like human on human um which makes it worse like that makes it feel heavier because it's you also including the decision for someone to do this to another person yeah um which i think makes it more horrifying to see it's it's i think it's interesting like you're you're right jeremy there are those like two or three scenes where it's like the the violence of the situation is an integral part um but i think a lot of the a lot of the violence sort of it kind of gets retextual recontextualized in the game like this game is just always that violent like when you there's the game's got a model viewer right and so when you complete a certain area you'll be able to see some you'll be able to unlock mo- the the 3d model of characters uh, and that includes some of the infected and if you go in and look at you know say the clicker right who's been infected i think they say like three or five years whatever the fungus that develops in their brain has like grown out of their head and is started to disfigure their entire skull like and it's like ripping their mouth apart and it's like there's a there's already a violence in terms of how this fungus just exists like it tears people apart um and some of the you know the bloaters like you can you can get in there and see like it 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 messes people up right and you can you can look at so there's these detailed models that are so detailed it makes my ps4 frame rate drop yeah exactly like you can zoom in and they don't <laughs> drop the detail and it's like uh, yeah like it it starts chugging a little bit which is funny which I, I appreciate it i like that they let you do that um but so like there's just just in and of itself these enemies of themselves are already violently disfigured and then something i noticed was the first time i got a headshot on an enemy and like i was walking you know finished the combat encounter was walking around like looting and like i walked over to the enemy and i'm like oh my god like <laughs> like like you know what you were just talking about uncharted right and the amount of you know you kill like a thousand enemies per game in that thing <laughs> but you never see the bullet holes you know, there might be a little blood spatter or whatever, but you never, you you don't see the the, the stump see the where their leg wound. was. You don't see like gristle. 
and bone. Like, this game just is that all the time. And I think what I guess I'm trying to say is, like, um, I don't think that it's there to shock you. It's not... There's, I think, I think there's only two or three times that basically the times that Jeremy mentioned where they're like, look at this violent thing. This thing is violent, and you need to look at it, and that's how we're going to evoke feeling from you. Like, a lot of the times, the violence is there as the context of the story, um, and it's horrendous. <laughs> it's awful. Um, I wouldn't choose. I mean, God help the animators and and artists who made that game and had to look at reference art and stuff like that like i remember a couple of years ago when people were talking about um uh nether realms and mortal yeah kombat. nether realms and mortal kombat and people getting ptsd from having to watch gory stuff to be able to model it um effectively and accurately like that's it's i you know hopefully that didn't get to this stage at naughty dog although you know i i wouldn't be surprised if it did um yeah. i don't think it's shocking i don't think it's gratuitous the scene, quote-unquote, as Jeremy was saying, um, serves as a um, catalyzer for 90% the of the game. game. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that... I, I, I think that scene is, like... It's horrendous. It's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> um, um, but it's not... I don't know. It's hard to say. It is a lot. And would I... Do I think that you could get one of, the, like, basically the same impact from that scene without the incredible, gory depiction of the violence? Uh, yes. Um, I think you could tone it down and it would be just as effective. But I could see what they were going for. I don't mind it too much. I can absolutely understand how it would make it more inaccessible to other players, though, who saw that and were either entirely put off or maybe traumatized because it's very graphic. Um, it's a lot. And so, you know, I, it's hard to say. It's not a bother for me. I can absolutely see how it could be a bother for someone else. Mm. Interesting. Um, I feel like I've had, I've asked, like, I haven't played the game myself. I haven't played the first one. We know how I feel about Last of Us. The, everyone around me has been playing Last of Us in like the last two weeks since it came out. And I've yeah. had multiple people I've heard multiple opinions from multiple people and they've all been kind of different in regards to how they felt about the end of the story, like what you were talking about before. Um, right. And as well as, like, the violence and stuff. And, I don't know, I think it's interesting how... Um, I don't know, it affects people differently, I suppose. Mm. I yeah, know. for sure. Um, something I want to touch on. So, like I was saying before, Jeremy finished the game in 20 hours. I finished the game in 32. Yeah, my housemate finished um, it in about 28, I think. Right. And, like, so part of that is, like, this thing that we have mentioned a bunch of times in that I can't help it but to find all of these collectibles. And, you know, Jeremy even said it last week um, when I briefly mentioned Horizon that, like, i got to stop doing that or I'm going to burn out, right? And I think what this game... This game is broader in its gameplay spaces so that every area takes longer to go through but I can't help it you know I the, the initial the way my brain works right and the first time I noticed this was when I was playing Final Fantasy 13 and that game is notorious for being linear to a fault right that game also has a map 
like a mini map in the corner. And so what I would notice myself doing is I'd be walking down these corridors and I'd be like, oh, there's a section there. I know that section doesn't go anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> this game is corridor after corridor. That's a section with a chest in it. I need to find the entrance for that section with the chest in it. And I would just look around the area and sure as shit, there it was. And I would find it because I could see the map and the context of things. I was like, oh, there's something secret hidden there. I want to find that. That's what it's there for. And so, like, that's just for you specifically. The man who cannot finish a game unless he finishes all of it. That's just what I do, though. And so in this game, like, in a way that Uncharted 4's play spaces aren't and the original Last of Us, all of the combat encounter spaces are much larger. They the something you have to do in this game that you don't do in Uncharted is you have to scavenge for resources to craft with, right? And so I'm constantly going around everywhere because I've used my throwable brick to distract or stun enemies with and I used the Molotov so I need to get a rag and some alcohol and um, and maybe I can find... I, I've got a little bit of health left but maybe if I can find like one of those muesli bars that's lying around. I don't have to use a full health kit because that takes up more of my resources. So I'm just on and on and on. I need to find some pills to upgrade. And so every place I, I do do the encounter and then, I, and then I scour the whole thing. And like I was saying before, Uncharted 4 or the original Last of Us, that might add like two or three hours to your playtime. I This game took me 12 hours longer than it took Jeremy. <laughs> and like I was saying, there's one open area section in the game the rest of it is actually Lydia <laughs> yeah it's just it's just that each section has like oh there's a storefront you can go in here oh there's a safe that you need to find the the thing for if you go across the street there's a code in the other room and then if you open the door there's some infected in there and stuff like it just I don't it's I actually not don't a quite know it's... what you did for 12 hours <laughs> I, no, neither do I I thought I just played the game normally but like 12 hours all of this to say, right? I didn't play the game wrong. I didn't play the game that differently to how I play the other Naughty Dog games that I really enjoyed. A lot of them, by the way, I've played in the last three months, including the some of the original Last of Us. And something that makes or breaks a Naughty Dog game for me, not makes or breaks, but something that makes it better, the thing that elevates a Naughty Dog game for me is its pacing. That's why I like The Lost Legacy so much, because it's a little shorter, it's a little tighter, and it's exciting because of that. Like, this game throws that out the window, but only because I have a compulsion that I can't stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, this game could be, like, a long game. 20 hours is a long game, especially for a Naughty Dog game. But, mm -hmm. you know, that seems reasonable for the breadth and the amount of story they're going to tell. It's like, oh, yeah, 20 hours, a little larger than usual, that's fine. 32 hours? <laughs> So yeah, I don't like, know. I don't know who to be angry at. I don't know whether, like, I don't think it's a fault. Like, is it a problem with myself? Is it a problem because Naughty Dog gave me the option? Is it a problem because I don't think that option is an option and I have to take it because that's just the way my brain works? Like, ultimately, what I'm trying to say is this game <laughs> took me so long and I found myself frustrated. I found myself frustrated that I, I only had an hour or two once every 48 hours to really sink some time into this over the last... Since, since it came out, it's been nearly a month, and I've been playing it an hour or two, every day or two, that whole time, and I only just finished it, and I found that really frustrating, and it, you know, sort of gave me a sort of like a an appreciation for 
that take um, that you see online, which is, oh, games are too long these days. You know, I... Yeah, the, 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 the Jason Schreier one that, that Druckmann got real butthurt about. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm more thinking the... Not, not like the public ones, but like the... When people talk about... Like when you see... I, I remember seeing a, an article from Keza McDonald, who used to be a, a, a writer at IGN. She now works at um, somewhere in the UK. Um, but she was talking about how she had a kid and how that really is difficult to enjoy this stuff in the same way when you have this sort of extra responsibility on your shoulders that you can't ignore. Um, and games like The Witcher 3 is just like, that's untenable. That's my next six months if, if yeah. I'm going to play something like that. And so I, I, I did have an appre- like a sort of a deeper appreciation for that. I would have enjoyed this game more if I could have played it in longer stints. The times where I could play it for four or five hours straight... I was really into it and I was enjoying the story more. Other times I would do an hour or two, I would get two thirds of a way through like like a section, you know. I wouldn't have any story beats or the story beats that would happen would be like small and then they would like play over in my head for like 48 hours until the next time I got there and I would nitpick them and I would just, I was just so frustrated the whole time that I wasn't getting through this game. I was like, I just want to, I want to stop avoiding spoilers and stuff like that. So it's been... It's been a weird time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think like you know, I did it twelve hours shorter than you, and I still think it's too long. Um, <laughs> I, but I, I think that's mostly because I think there's like, it's, it's not that there's too much story, but I think like I'll, some of it just could have been cut. Um, not all of it is completely necessary. Um, yes, some some of the Abby and Owen stuff, um, it's a bit much. Um, specifically some of the chronologically first part of the aquarium i think like that was like like okay um i think that you know like especially like whenever like a game gets announced it's like like um, it's usually like an open world game and it's usually a ubisoft game when it's like (laughs) this map it's bigger than the last one i'm like no stop it i'm tired like i want to i want to sleep i want to finish the game i want to see the end of it i don't want to be like here for you know an age i don't want to like i don't want people to find me as an artifact like i'm finding the artifacts (laughs) in the fucking game right um i think that uh, the I, I've I've seen this quite a lot recently. I've seen developers online and Twitter and stuff talking about this, and uh, it's in regards to movies as well. Which, but I think it's it's also very very apt for um, Naughty Dog games. Is the bravest thing you can do is cut content, yeah, um, because it shows a it, it it shows you having enough of a belief in your game that you don't need this section of it. It's why. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think that I love all three of the Lord of the Rings movies. It's like the extended editions, the like the longest versions of that movie. But I also don't think that they they are the best cuts of that movie. Um, But I'm also prepared to sit down and play through all of those. Um, Same with The Last of Us. Like, I think there's a better version of that game with some of the content removed, Um, with the length shortened, it tighter, it being more direct, um, with still room to breathe. but I'm still prepared to go through the long version of that game. Um, I and th- but yeah, and you, like you're right, Carrie, what you said before. That's why I also think that Lost Legacy is the best Uncharted game. Um, I don't know. It's 
it's still like the thing is it's still a remarkable game um yeah. there's still some incredible performances um uh dina and abby i think are the the Ellie. real standout no no dina and abby oh right um like like i think like their performances are the standouts like ellie like ellie and joel um tommy as well they're very good um but they're on they're not it's not that they're one note but they have like the direction they go um, i think they're very reserved like they don't get they don't they don't talk much like they don't say much you know ellie and joel ellie and joel and tommy um yeah like like they have Dina and Abby are a bit more expressive and emotional like you see multiple sides of those characters, I think the most. Um, uh, the beginning, I think, like the beginning of the final act is uh, the final ch- chapter because um, it's it's way shorter than the rest of the game. Um, is like the highlight for Ellie, I think. Um, Agreed. Uh, but yeah, like. I mean, you know, people have been praising Laura Bailey the entire time um, since, like, the first uh, stuff has come out about Last of Us 2, um, and it's absolutely deserved. Um, but, yeah, I think Dina is a little bit more uh, m- more deserving and maybe, like, a little bit, like, underrated in this game. Like, she's a phenomenal fucking character. Mm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and the game's really gorgeous. I think... <laughs> Last last thing I, I think I'll try and touch on before I um is just that like the game's really pretty, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's prettier than Uncharted Four. I thought it was when I started, and some of the cutscenes are. I think Uncharted Four, and there's a few reasons I think for this, but I think Uncharted Four looks better than this game. And I think one of the reasons for that is because when Uncharted Four came out, the PS4 Pro didn't exist. So right. they had to make the PS4 Slim standard look as good as possible, look generation-defining. And this game looks fine. It looks, like, not fine, like, it's good. Like, I think it is 90 to 95% of Uncharted 4's graphics. But at the same time, I feel like there's a fuzzy layer on everything. Like, there's a film grain and, like, a... There is a film grain. And, and like, a fuzziness around, like, the edges of textures and, and like, hair and characters and stuff like that um and i wonder if that's because they didn't have to they they weren't trying to squeeze the juice out of my console the same way they were with the other uncharted games um uh i was, I was a little bit let down by that and it and i'm excited to plug it into either a ps4 pro or a ps5 when i get one um and see what that's like um yeah i think like I think this game looks on par, but I think I think the thing that makes it look better than Uncharted Four is specifically the lighting. Um, I'm also I'm also playing on a pro, so I think the lighting is a little bit more refined on it. Yeah. Um, but the lighting, the light shafts, a lot of the time, and the a lot of the shadows um, are like top tier for this game. So that's interesting because I noticed in my last session I was like, "Ugh, that's gross." <laughs> really? Right. Yeah, there was like a dappled light, like like light coming through the the tree shadow, and so it was like a really high detail shadow, and it was just like it was like like eighteen rectangles. <laughs> right. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's our Last of Us talk. Thanks, thanks for sitting through it, Tune. <laughs> You're welcome. Um. Uh, 
yeah, and I'm excited to read the um, other takes from, um, like, like there's specifically the uh, there's there's a spoiler cast that kind of funny did with Neil Druckmann and Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker, um, and so I'm very I'm I'm excited to go through that and 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 hear all that stuff and go through the 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 tweets of all the animators showing their their work off proudly and stuff like that i'm excited to to do that and i'm excited to go back to this game in the future and give it another go um i think i've i think i've never wanted to listen to anything less than, than hearing <laughs> troy baker and and, and neil Druckmann talk about the last of us too considering what they've been saying on twitter for the past fucking three weeks oh, i have i see i haven't been i've been i haven't been following anything like that so yeah i, I, I don't know Troy Baker um, quoted Roosevelt in response to criticism for The Last of Us 2. Oh, I did see like, that. Oh, bro. <laughs> like, I did see that. That was weird. Get over yourself a little bit. Um, Jeremy, do you want to touch on your other games? We're at about 57 minutes at the moment. Yeah, I like, I, I'll, I'll talk briefly just about... Uh, I finished Deadly Preparation 1. Well done. Um, uh, that game is buck wild. Like, that game is so much wild. Like, I... I'm just going to preface this by saying I think I'm just going to spoil the the ending of Deadly Premonition 1. So if you want to play that game and you haven't yet, um, probably skip just the next five or so minutes. Um, so oh just boy. a quick recap. the begin- like Deadly Premonition, you play as a, an, an FBI agent named Francis York Morgan um, <laughs> <laughs> who has an inner monologue in his mind named Zach who is actually his split personality. Um, and he openly, out loud, talks to Zach in front of other people, and other people are like, who are you talking to? And he goes, oh, that's just Zach. Um, he also talks like nobody talks. Someone will say something like, oh, like, you know, uh, like this, like, it's a murder mystery, it's very much like Twin Peaks. Um, a lot of the game is, pe- like, you, like, talking to people and be like, yeah, like, there's a reason I was here, like, I have an alibi, I was talking here. And he'll go, he'll put his hand on his head and go, you hear that, Zach? They have an alibi. That means they couldn't have definitely have been here. Okay, let's go talk to somebody else. And they'll go, who are you talking to? And he'll go, oh, that's just Zach. Don't worry about Zach. It's, it's weird. It's real weird. It's excellent. That game is great. Um... The ending of that game, however, is the most wild shit that I've ever seen because all of a sudden inside of your mind, you are talking, you like meet Zach in your like head space Um, (laughs) and then Zach is like a representation of your trauma because your your mother was uh, killed by the the game's main villain, which you find out (laughs) later on. uh, because the game's main villain is actually this gigantic demon monster that is like putting seeds in people and making plants grow out of them. Um, oh, it's The Last of Us. Yeah, right. And then uh, you, because throughout the beginning of the game, you think your father killed your mother and then yourself, uh, like that's right, and then himself. But really, <laughs> your mother was killed by the actually the main villain game, and the father couldn't handle it, so then he killed himself, and so that trauma manifested in Zach, which is your inner monologue, but then you realize that you're actually Zach and that Francis York Morgan is your inner monologue. And so you swap <laughs> and the ending of the game is you're Zach, but also that results in your hair changing color because you're actually Zach. And also for some reason, everybody knows that you're Zach and he keeps calling you Zach, even though you've referenced yourself as Francis York Morgan the entire time. Oh my God. Um, and Francis York Morgan is like dead in your mind. As well as like every person that uh, has been killed by the the raincoat killer, um, 
oh my god, what a game. <laughs> what a what a trip. That doesn't sound like something they can make a sequel to. <laughs> right. And the weird thing is this as far as I'm aware, I've so as I've got to I haven't played it yet because I wanted to get through Last of Us first. Um, but throughout the sequel, you are Francis York Morgan. You're not Zach. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Your hair goes from black to white. <laughs> like stark white. <laughs> anyway, that came rules. <laughs> um, Thank you for the highlights, because I don't think I was ever going to get to it. Yeah. Um, the other game that I want to talk about is Townscaper. Um... Uh, which is a game that's been around uh, game dev Twitter for a little while now. Um, it is a just a little. It's, it's it's not really like there's no point. There's no goals or anything. It's a you have a grid and you can build a city. Um, the grid is not perfectly square. It's quite um, shapely and there's like uh, hexagonal pieces and square pieces and you literally click to put a house in the grid. Um, and you can stack houses and make them go sideways and out. Um, and you can create these wonderful, really consistent-looking cities um, that look grown and really natural. Um, it's, uh, I think it was $9 on Steam. Um, it's been in development for, I think, maybe like a year or two. Um, like, whenever, like, a, a, a GIF or, like, a little video that the developer puts out, um, it always just sort of goes ablaze on Game Dev Twitter because it just, it looks it looks so pretty. Is that the one mm. I've seen that has, like, really beautiful animations when you put the houses down? Yeah, like the blue yeah. and the red and the green houses, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's all procedural. Well, not procedural, but, like, it's all modular. Like, when you put the house down next to the other house, like, it attaches and the roof attaches and, like... Yeah, like, like everything has, like, it's got this great synergy throughout the entire thing that nothing looks out of place. Um, for example, if you have, like... Uh, Say you have a t- like two two-story houses, one's red, one's blue, um, like w- with like a block, uh, with like one square in between the two, um, then flags will like cross at the top, and like there'll there'll be a mix between red and blue flags. Um, if you create a wide enough flat surface, um, then it'll be like flat, like like a wide enough flat surface above houses, then um, it creates like a like a giant pathway. Uh, like certain conditions for certain things like if you create like a gigantic circle of houses then there'll be like a park put in the middle of them um, there's really lovely like stairs everything just looks really really nice um, and it's really really quite relaxing and meditative to play um, and like one of the best things to come out of it is uh, you can just save and like literally just have like you can copy to your clipboard your world and you can just paste it into the into like like into someone else's game, and then they can see the world. Excuse me, Whoa. that you've made. Um, it's really really nice. It's really 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 nice. I highly recommend people just ha- having a look at it, even if you don't want to like buy it. Um, just have a look at people's screenshots of it and videos, because like people have made some really nice looking uh, towns, townscapes, townscapes. Well, great. That concludes the uh, mostly Naughty Dog section of this podcast. Um, I'm so excited to record this one <laughs> before we did it. I was like, <laughs> we've got so much Naughty Dog to talk about. Um, great. So we've got some news to touch on after this. Um, uh, and also the question corner. Uh, but we will have a quick break. Um, 
Just before we do, though, uh, June, what's the question for the week that we're going to touch on? What game would you choose to become a fitness game instead? Any game. Last of Us 2. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, well, have a think. We will, too. And uh, once we do, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've been thinking about the question while you've been listening to music from Shook. Again, you can listen to them at shook.bandcamp.com. Uh, the question for the week, June. What is the question corner to the June's the the June's question corner question of the week, June? <laughs> question. Uh, um, <clears throat> what one game would you choose to become a fitness game? Okay. Cool. Uh, Mine's Sonic. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. That sounds how would dangerous. That, how would that work? Would you just be... You just fucking run. Running. Yeah. You, you have to play the game on a treadmill, um, and okay. you literally just have to be sprinting the entire time you play the game. You start and the you game, stop- and the treadmill just goes... <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. You need to, like, run so fast that your legs actually turn into, like, a ball. Um... <laughs> And that's it. Kerry? <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> it? That's your best answer? That was funny. <laughs> did you see that tweet the other day? I think you posted it, Jeremy, or Riley did. But there was that tweet of, like, a hedgehog died here. And it was, like, a, a picture of a footpath yeah. that was covered in rings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I have a couple of answers. My first, my first thought when we did this last week was um, God of War. Throwing uh, the... Mostly because of the Leviathan yeah. axe. The throwing and the catching. Um, but I guess also you can just punch things. Maybe it's a boxing simulator. Mm-hmm. And then, and then yeah, just throwing the axe, I guess. It's the, it's the game you want to play if you only need to build out one arm. I was going to make a really gross joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I play not. Final Fantasy VII for that. That's not fitness. Um, my other answer was, I was just thinking, I was like, I was like, oh, a climbing game would be interesting. You know? Quop. <laughs> Quop. <laughs> June, are you there? Oh, no. June! June! I think we've lost June. Yeah. How would how would Quop work as a fitness game, Jeremy? Uh, <laughs> I don't actually know. You kind of just have to, like, lose control of all of your middle joints of your limbs. <laughs> so you can do your shoulders and your hands, but you can't do your elbows. I think maybe it would work if you were like, you you got in like a quop rig, right? And you can't move the the rig yourself, but you have to like pull on the right cables on the rig to like pull your <laughs> joints. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I got to I got to pull my left knee string now, and it's like you 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 become a, a, a puppet master for your for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> for your own legs. <laughs> And we're back from technical difficulties. Sorry about that. 
If That's only fine. we had a um, like a like a brief stinger. Like our our music, I don't think works for like like brief interlude. You know, we can like, put in the dial-up theme in between. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, so we're back. What I was going to say was, I feel like this question um, doesn't really work in VR times because, like, they've done like VR versions of games are technically fitness games anyway. That's a really good point. Um, so all of my answers were like stuff that they've already done, like Beat Saber. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know. Mine is Doom, but you have to like you have to do push-ups to do like glory kills. <laughs> and so you're going to feel so exhausted and so shredded while you're like <laughs> playing that game. And the music is very good to work out to as well, so I've heard. Yeah, I mean the only other one I had here was um Uncharted because I was trying to think of a climbing game. Mm. And that game is so physical. <laughs> <laughs> like if you had to pull on something with like all of your body weight and then, like, catch up on something, like... <laughs> uh, silly. Um, but yeah, that's, it's a, this is a tricky question, because I don't think... There aren't that many games that aren't just, like, shoot. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, Fruit Ninja, but... Spider-Man. Marvel Quest. Did you say Marvel Puzzle Quest? <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> Picturecross. Picross. What is it? Picross. Picross. Nah, I, I think I'm going to say Spider-Man, final answer. How does that work? I don't know. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is a Spider-Man. Oh. There's a Spider-Man VR game. It's the same thing. That's two. just a fitness they're, game. They're awful. Yeah. That's still, they're some of that's the worst VR games, games I've ever played. Um, anyway, you want the question for next one, right? Yes, please, June. Um, this was Carrie's idea. I can't take credit for it. Um, if you had to save one item of gaming, Nick Nask, knickknacks slash paraphernalia in your house what would you take a machine like if there was a fire and you could only save one thing yeah everything else is safe you have time to save one thing does this include actual copies of video games or is it more like uh, merch and stuff i was thinking more merch okay. maybe we could do one game one merch yeah i like that okay one a game copy of fallout 76 on the pc and my Pip Boy. <laughs> and my Pip Boy. Fuck no. God, that thing sucks. Uh, um, so we're going to go into the news. Um, this sort of touches on uh, a lot of these stories are sort of touching on what um, we spoke about the last time we recorded, which was the um, sort of abuse allegations that have sort of swept through the industry. Um, that that had been ha that kind of was kicking off like a week before we recorded the last time, and now it's been another three weeks. There's been a bunch that happened. I just want to put in here though a, a content warning that we will be mentioning um, allegations of abuse and sexual misconduct and stuff like that. So um, just hearing any of that stuff is not your cup of tea. That's totally fine. Uh, it is going to be most of the news for this section. So just letting you know that um, uh, yeah, you, there, there's there's not much podcast aside from these things, which is. I'm terribly unfortunate. Um, but yeah, just want to let everyone know that. Um, oh boy, where do we start? Okay. <laughs> so um, I've only got a couple of articles here. There's definitely more things that have happened aside from what we're going to read today. And I'm only going to be reading snippets of articles. Um, the articles I am reading out, if you are interested in the stories, you should go check them out as well. Uh, give them the, the click through. 
Um, but yeah, we're just gonna use this as a stepping stone to sort of um, move forward from here. So uh, the first sort of scenario we're gonna talk through um, is in regards to uh, a bunch of claims that were made against Ubisoft executives and higher up uh, like creative team leads and stuff like that. I know last week we spoke about Ashraf Ismail, who has been a creative director on a number of Assassin's Creed games, who had to step down. Um, but this goes even higher than that. So uh, this article comes from Brendan Sinclair at gamesindustry.biz. Um, came out two or three days ago. It says, uh, th the headline is, three more Ubisoft executives step down due to toxic culture. So uh, just going to read here um, sort of some, some bits. Again, we cut some bits out uh, just for brevity's sake. But yeah, if you are interested in the full details, head to their site. Um, here we go. So three high-ranking Ubisoft executives have stepped down after a recent wave of allegations of sexual misconduct and a toxic culture throughout the company. The publisher today announced that Chief Creative Officer Serge Hascoe, <laughs> managing direct... These are all very French names. Managing mm -hmm. Director of Canadian Studios... Yanis Malat and its global head of HR, Cecile Cornet, would n or Cornet, would no longer be filling those roles. It said the three stepped down, quote, following the initiation of a rigorous review that the company initiated in response to recent allegations and accusations of misconduct and inappropriate behavior, unquote. A report in the French newspaper Liberation yesterday, or Liberation, <laughs> identified Hascoet <laughs> as playing a central role in the company's culture problems, with one source saying the executive has, quote, the most toxic behavior in the whole business, unquote. Uh, quote, Ubisoft has fallen short in its obligation to guarantee a safe and inclusive workplace environment for its employees, said Ubisoft CEO and co-founder Yves Guillemot. Quote, this is unacceptable as toxic behaviors are in direct contrast to values on which I have never compromised and never will. Uh, so just sort of skipping ahead here. Last week, the company announced that Ubisoft Toronto VP of editorial Maxime Bellon has resigned over allegations while another Ubisoft Toronto individual was fired for, quote, engaging in behaviors that do not align with what is expected of Ubisoft employees, unquote, with other investigations ongoing. The company did not specify that other individual, but product and brand manager Andrian Gbingi has had been accused of manipulation, emotional abuse, and rape days before. Yep. So this is huge. This is monumental. Um, yes. And, uh, and it's... I'll let you guys go, yeah. Um. I was just going to say, like, th 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 there's one quick thing I want to read out, which is just, like, th this is tweets from Jason Trier. Um, this is when all of the stuff was happening. Um, uh, he said, um, Ubisoft has announced that Sergei ha uh, um the most powerful creative force at their company and man at the center of multiple recent allegations, um, is resigning. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of paraphrasing here. Um, Jason Shry says this is a huge deal for Ubisoft Sergey was the man in charge of all of their games and with one word could greenlight or cancel a project many Ubisoft employees believe that he was too powerful and too close to the CEO to ever be ousted no matter how many allegations emerged um, wow it's very like I mean the thing is like it's also incredibly long overdue um, this like these these stories are not new um they're new to be how public they are. Yeah. Um, but like I've read um, tweets from 
like women in the games industry saying that whenever um, a woman gets a job at Ubisoft, um, that there's not always a lot of congratulations and there's actually a little bit of commiserations depending on where they're working. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. um, So, yeah, like this is long overdue. I I really, really did not appreciate Ubisoft's uh, statement recently, like a few hours before their conference. Um, So, yeah, this happened like two days before their, basically one of their E3 conferences. Um, Yeah. And they said, basically, like, this stuff has happened. We aren't addressing it in this conference. Basically saying, like, it's not in here. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, it says, like, Ubisoft Forward comes during a time of big internal change. Because all the content that has been pre-recorded, we wanted to reorganize that the issues we're currently dealing with won't be addressed directly in the show. Um, sorry, we wanted to recognize that the issues we're currently dealing with won't be addressed directly in the show. We still have significant work to do and are committed to this process. We will provide an update more soon. Um, I, I think that's a load of shit. Um, I think that every other company changes their conferences all the time, sometimes hours before the conferences go out, and they specifically wanted less people to know about what was happening at their company, um, and that's a piss weak response. Um, but it's also not entirely unexpected. Um, however, they sh- they should have been stronger with that, and they should have addressed it at the beginning of the show, saying we have, like. They could have said that at the beginning, but they didn't want their marketing to be forever tainted by the allegations happening inside of their um, company. So yeah. it makes sense, but it's also still very disappointing. Yep. Um, June, how does this hit you? I mean, I don't necessarily think I don't think you're necessarily like the the person who's that big on like Ubisoft properties or anything. But, yeah, um, I've never really been into Ubisoft stuff, um, so this doesn't really. I mean, it bothers, obviously it bothers me, but like, it's not like, you're like, oh no, the next Splinter Cell game, I can't play. Yeah. Like it it hasn't. You're still upset they haven't brought Sam Fisher back, I know. Who? (laughs) (laughs) Who? Um, Yeah, it's just, I think, I know I say this like every time that this sort of stuff happens, but it's just like, tick another one off the list. Like, you know, um, at this stage, I think it's safe is to assume that everyone is shit. Yeah. Maybe. Right? <laughs> like... or, or at least that they're like statistically in every company, there is going to be someone who is shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that is like a general statement that people make about the world all the time, but like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This has been happening for ages and it will continue happening. It will continue to happen for ages. Yeah. Um, but it's relieving to know that um, at least change is coming, I suppose, maybe, in for Ubisoft at least. Perhaps. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah. It, it, it's also coming at a time where, like, um, Ubisoft for, like, probably now around the time is they're finally getting out the projects that they've always wanted to get out. Um, like they, they're, they're changing a lot recently. Um, it was only what, two years ago that they fought off the Vivendi takeover. Yeah. And so like, that would have been the beginning of them relighting projects that they knew that they could do, um, post, uh, a potential, uh, like takeover from Vivendi, which is a company mostly known from sucking the life out of products and making the most money out of them as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and yeah, like I like I, I think it's pretty safe to assume that every one of these products is now going to be tainted by someone who um, is toxic and an abuser, um, which is disappointing um, yeah. to say. Uh, so, and yeah, like I, like I remember, like there was a. Actually, I don't know enough about what I was going to say, so I'm just going to skip that part. Anyway, it's disappointing. <laughs> I um this this makes me think of a few things. Um, I think what gets me with this one is that it's not just people who are very high up. You know, like this is if like, say if we were on like the because Ubisoft's a gigantic company. This is like, mm. um. This is the kind of allegation, like, if this was Sony, this is like, oh, Shuhei Yoshida is something or other, like, or Jim Ryan or something like that. Like, this is, it's bit, well, not, maybe not Jim Ryan, but Herman Holst, maybe. People who are responsible for the vision of the company. People who have so many people answering to them and are fundamental to the management and leadership team of not just their own like smaller studios that they're managing but also it's, the, it's, it's the captain of a sports team basically exactly right and all of this stuff especially after that tweet that you read out jeremy all of this stuff makes me think this is important i'm glad it's happening i'm glad it's not just one person like a number of people have either resigned or have been asked to resign i guess um however that works and they're continuing the investigation um but ultimately, all of this under all of this happened under Yves Guillemot, and all of these people were close to him as well. And you have yep. to wonder what he knew, what he brushed off, what he swept aside, what he disregarded, what he was willfully ignorant of. Like you, you can't help but wonder because, like, if all of these people were so high on the pecking order, like, there's only so much you can ignore at that point. So Agreed. it, it, again, I'm happy that this is happening. I have a lot of respect in some, like for a, well, not respect, but I, I have in the past appreciated a lot of Ubisoft properties and I think they do a good job of, um, their live service games with D- the division and Rainbow Six Siege and For Honor. And I've, I've appreciated the Assassin's Creed franchise, since it started and you know there's i've always appreciated they never put politics in their games like they're (laughs) one of the few studios that like no matter what they do they're just completely apolitical it's just it's a (laughs) it's it's really a it's a sight to behold sometimes you know yeah definitely definitely they're definitely let's apolitically take back the white house (laughs) christ on a bike um so yeah this really this really puts a a blemish on their reputation for me, I think. Um, and I'll be watching them with close scrutiny, uh, because I think going forward, um, I, 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 I think for me to have trust in this company again, I would either need to see dramatic, drastic, um, steps forward showing that things are better in a way similar to we saw with Rockstar, like how like like 12 to 18 months after their um, their crunch culture was sort of exposed, we got that that follow-up report from Schreier saying that things seem to have been changing within the company. 
if we get something like that in 12 to 18 months or earlier um, of hearing something like that from throughout the entire Ubisoft ecosystem, then maybe I can start, you know, being a little more pleased with what maybe they might have coming out in the future. But so far it's like, oh, you know, like a bit of a, you know, in the cartoons where they like pull on their neck, they're like, oh, <laughs> like <laughs> not so good. <laughs> not so good. I, yeah, this- uh, the horrible, horrible irony that they called their conference Ubisoft Forward is just like, <laughs> like oh, uh, oh my god! <laughs> uh, that's funny. I don't get it. That they're not like. They're not. It's 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 not worth explaining. Because is it because they're backwards? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not, yeah. Sure. Yeah. You got it, buddy. <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. So. Yep, so excellent. Uh, nice and lighthearted, everyone. Let's uh, move on to the next lighthearted segment. Uh, this is another uh, article from gamesindustry.biz. Um, this came out a few days. So that Ubisoft article was two or three days old. This next article came out on the 3rd of July, so nearly two weeks ago. Um, this is from James Batchelor, again from the 3rd of July. Headline is, Nintendo condemns abuse as allegations spread across Smash Brothers community. Uh, This one's also a bit of a doozy. Uh, So again, we're just going to read the snippets here. Give that article a follow through if you want to see the full details. Uh, But here we go. Uh, Nintendo has spoken out against the, quote, impermissible, unquote, behavior of select members of the competitive community around the Smash Brothers series following a wave of serious allegations. Over 50 top players have been named from the fighting game community, including some prominent Smash Brothers pros and commentators. The allegations range from unwanted sexual messages and harassment to sexual assault and statutory rape. There are also claims of grooming and pedophilia. In a statement to gamesindustry.biz, the platform holder said, quote, at Nintendo, we are deeply disturbed by the allegations raised against certain members of the competitive gaming community. They are absolutely impermissible. We want to make it clear that we condemn all acts of violence, harassment, and exploitation against anyone, and that we stand with the victims." More than half of those named have issued statements, either denying or confirming these claims, adding their own accounts of the events in question. Um, They go into detail about uh, one of the highest profile players there. I just wanted to mention that if you are at all across the community at all, they've included the uh, the pro player Nairo, uh, who's apparently a massive... um, figurehead in terms of the the pro scene um so just skipping ahead a bit here the reports emerged amid a wave of similar claims across the fighting game community including allegations that evo ceo joey kula engaged in misconduct with underage boys evo has since dismissed kula and cancelled its upcoming tournament Mm -hmm. Uh, so we'll leave that one there again there's a bit more in the article um this one was so we, we sort of, this is sort of like two ranges of things, right? We've got like gigantic meg- monolithic company with like deep structural like leadership issues. And then we've got a uh, grass, not grassroots, but we've got like community led, um, uh, well, communities. Um, we've got a pro, a pro community. That's not, it's not being led by a company, but it's focused around a game scenario and it's just this rampant place for people to do all sorts of terrible things to a bunch of just enthusiastic people. Like that. Like it's a it's a it's a pro fighting scene based around a kids game. You know, like it's horrendous. Yep. 
Um, yeah. This really isn't surprising at all to me personally, I think. I think here's the thing, right? Put my crochet down. Here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. I think if this is my opinion, any um, cis man in power that has um, younger fans, especially women, is going to take advantage of them. There is, Mm. there is, that's just how it is. Like, that's just how it is. So like in, in, like you said, like in community run environments, where these players are put in a spotlight um, and are interacting with their fans a lot, there's, there's like, it's going to happen. Like, it, happen- it happens. We know it mm. happens. Like, it's, whether it has been called out or not, it's another question, but, like, yeah, it's safe to assume that it, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. this, is, this doesn't surprise me at all. It's It sucks. It's awful. It's shit. Um, but Smash is, like, one of the biggest competitive games and it attracts certain type of people all all ages yeah um i don't know yeah no it it is a good point um it it's it's so horrendous and i you're you're right june because it 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 is there are a bunch of people who you know just get famous because they can play a game good you know but maybe like maybe there's some interpersonal skills that they haven't necessarily developed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, who knows, who knows what the, what the reasons are that people feel that doing something like this is okay. Um, but you're right. It is, it is alarmingly prevalent. I mean, I've, they've throughout these allegations as well. There's been a number of, um, there's been a YouTuber and streamer who I've been watching a lot of in the past year, who's been, um, uh, named as someone who hasn't necessarily out and out abused someone but has engaged in a number of like relationships with like mods in their chat and stuff like that and they felt emotionally emotionally manipulated they feel very betrayed and hurt because this 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 guy doesn't know how to handle his audience and shouldn't be developing relationships with people who look up to him i don't think it helps either that um online communities and um people in spotlight in online communities they start from nothing and they don't grow I can't remember if we were talking about this. Maybe I was talking to someone else about it with it. But um, they don't grow and re- and it's hard for them to realise that they have this many people that watch them and, like, look up to them in that light because they started from, you know, like nothing. Yeah. Um, and also because it's an online space, it's hard to see those numbers as real people and, like, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um. I don't know. I think it's just right before it. Yeah. And also, like, there's no qualification. There's no training. You don't have to do, like, checks or anything. It's like there's no there's no reason anyone could become it. All you have to have, all you have, to have is a personality that is attractive. Um, and whether or not that is, like, uh, whether or not that, that means, like, you can be incredibly toxic and gain um, fandom through being toxic. And Absolutely. that breeds a really ugly culture um that then puts you in a space of like like welcoming the toxicity or like at least nurturing it um mm. or else you risk losing your fan your fan base mm. 
Yeah, and it's a it's like the it's the cowardly way to build fandom um, and build a community around like uh, hate and like uh, aggression or even just um, manipulation. Um, so it's so like, and that's why it's so common because you don't need to. You don't have to have any checks and balances when you're a streamer or an esports player or any form of, especially in the games industry, because it's so, you can be so secular. You can be so separate from everything else and have your own little space that can become a really dangerous and manipulative area um, that is very closed off as well. Um, yeah. It's fucked up. Yep. It's real fucked up. It really is. Um, I think the bit that got me with this is the amount of, like, underage claims that came out in regards to this. Um, yep. Because, you know, the the internet, you know, online communities are so often seen as uh, places for, I feel like, I mean, this is, maybe this is just me because of the age that I grew up in, right? I didn't grow up with smartphones in my hands when I was two. You know, like smartphones came about when I was 13 and the phone I had when I was 13 couldn't connect to the internet. <laughs> so like, I feel, I, I only feel like the internet is a place to be in for people who are older. Um, but obviously it's just not true. And the fact that these people can be taken advantage of because they like a certain game, it's just, it's unconscionable. Um, so yeah, I, my, my thoughts go out to all the victims and I'm so glad that people felt that they're in a, a, a safe enough place to be able to come forward with their stories um, and, and kind of make something happen as well. Because um, I, I can't imagine what it must be like to come forward with a story like this with the, with the dread of, of all of this and have it be dismissed and, and just be refuted and your own integrity be called into question and and see other people come to the defense of someone who you know has done wrong by you. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, um, it's important to mention this stuff when it comes up. It may continue to come up throughout the coming weeks and months, and I think it's important that we keep talking about it, honestly, um, because while it might sound samey and um, it might sound... Um, sort of iterative and and like oh you know it doesn't matter you know just replace this person's name with x you know it's the same story we get it not that we've had anyone come to us with that feedback but i guess if anyone did have that sort of feeling i think it's important that we keep discussing it because uh this stuff has clearly developed in silence and complicity and it's been allowed to fester in the shadows of what people are and are not allowed to say or people who aren't believed so um, as much as we can, I think, and is appropriate to, I think we'll we'll continue to talk about this stuff as it comes as it comes up. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so so that's that's it for the allegations roundup. <laughs> um, <laughs> God. Uh, sometimes I, <laughs> you know, the amount of time we talk about crunch culture and stuff like that, you know, um, you know, it's a lot of what we talk about these days, but. Uh, it's good that it's happening at least. But Jeremy, you wanted to come in with something else here for, for, for to, to wrap up the new segment. Uh, yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. This story is still fucked. <laughs> but, 
but it's fucked in a like oh my god sort of way um uh so that like there's a, there's a headline here from Vice, which is like a really good way to describe the situation. The U.S. Army Twitch channel is banning people for asking about war crimes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the United States Army has been putting a lot of money, like uh, especially recently, into um, esports and like uh, games, like to, uh, you to use as recruitment tools, um, which is so so severely fucked up. Um, yep. Uh, and they have since made a a, a Twitch channel, um, where like there was a there's a screenshot here um, of the Twitch chat because people keep dunking on it because it's such an awful thing. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, in the hopes to get them removed from Twitch because they shouldn't be on Twitch. Um, there's a screenshot here which is just uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten messages um, in a Twitch chat. Uh, the first message is someone whose message has been deleted from a moderator. Uh, the second message is someone whose message has been deleted by a moderator. <laughs> the third message is someone saying, bro, what the fuck is going on? The fourth message is someone who just put in a date. I don't know what that means. The fifth message is someone whose message has been removed by a moderator. Sixth message is someone just saying the word Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Seven and eight is messages being removed by the moderator. Someone, uh, ninth message is someone thanking the US Army esports team. And the tenth message and final message in the screenshot is the room is now in 30 minute followers only mode. <laughs> 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 um, uh, uh, it's uh, disgusting and um, uh, they should be bullied off that platform. <laughs> <laughs> bullied, off, bullied off that platform, just like yep. Fallout first subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fucked up. It's fucked up, and they should fuck off. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I, it's just like I just wanted to dunk on that because it's just like it's it's well worth a dunk and it's well worth a laugh at. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you got a spare minute, go like, go talk about war crimes in the in the <laughs> United States Army's Twitch chat because it's it's a good time. Did you um, um, ever think that you'd say those words like two oh, years ago? God. <laughs> this year is just full of brand new sentences, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Uh, I think I, w- I will also be submitting my um, uh, speed run to SG to, um, Games Done Quick um, for first to get uh, quickest time to get banned in in US esports. <laughs> <chat as well. laughs> US esports. Uh, and uh, did you want to talk about Devolver at all, Jeremy? Or oh yeah, okay. So Devolver did their um, uh, what do they call it? They're like Devolver Direct, basically, um, which is always one of my favorite parts of E3 every year. Um, uh, it was called. What do they call it this year? You've written it here in the chat in the in the doc. It says Devolver Digital Direct. Yeah, like that. That's not, that's not actually what it's called. Um, oh, okay. Uh, you lied. Oh, no, in the no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. It was that is what it's called because they stylized it like a Nintendo Direct with all the red and white and then the <laughs> arrows and they they just did like a complete takeoff off of it. Um. Uh, as always, it was very funny. Um, Nina is one of the best characters in the games industry. Um, it was supremely fucked up like the other ones um, but there's also like an arc and lore in between each year's Devolver uh, conference as well which I always appreciate um, there's like alien takeovers in the middle of those conferences right there's like just weird shit that happens there's just really weird shit um, a lot of it is about like how can we make the most money off of our um, how uh, uh, consumers um, uh 
What was it yeah, last like year? Those... The the coin that was worth how much money? Oh yeah, it was like a it's like and a million dollar it. coin or something. Yeah, you could and, buy like, it. They, they actually sold it on their yep. store or something. Um, or was it like an in-app purchase that you can get in real life or something? It was like a, you can something buy a market like transaction. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, very very funny stupid, stuff. Um, stupid. So this year, what they did is they announced like a bunch of games, and at the end, they announced one final game, which is a real thing that you can play now, download and play now, um, which is a digital Devolver Expo first-person shooter that you can go through and then shoot guns at all the characters for the games that they announced (laughs) previously in the live stream, including Fall Guys, like the cute little animated fucking, like, Teletubby men. You can just, like, shoot them with a gun. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, It's very funny. They are, like... Uh, I saw a really good tweet. I don't remember who it was from, but it said basically Adult sw- uh, Devolver has become more Adult Swim than Adult Swim. Mm. Yeah. Um, always, always look forward to it every year. Um, if you plan on watching it, I recommend watching the previous year's ones as well because there is like a... There's lore. There's a story and there's like an arc that's happening and it's it's just, it's very good. They're only like 45 minutes each. That's um, pretty I also I also noticed how much of it this year was... Um, uh, done separately to other people, um, like as in, like they, it was done during lockdown. Um, mm. So like a lot of it was very obviously done separate from a lot of people. Um, but also like Shuya Yoshida shows up, Jeff Keighley's in it, Phil Spencer's there. Um, Phil Spencer interview is interviewed by the Carry On monster, but like, <laughs> like a like movie prop style version of it that's like bloody and gory and is talking to Phil Spencer over like Zoom. Oh, gross. Um, it's very good. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a great joke when Nina is talking to Shuya Yoshida and he goes, uh, like, we have a new trailer of Fall Guys uh, that I edited the trailer myself. And Edie goes, oh my God, Shu, you edited this trailer yourself. And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love Shuhei. Yeah. Anyway, it's well worth a watch. Um, I also have breaking news from four hours ago. Four, uh, okay. Netflix is making a Dragon's Dogma animated series. What? Why? Consider not doing that. Oh, but it's going to be so good. In, this, in the vein of like Castlevania. Dragon's Dogma? Yeah, Dragon's Dogma. Who made Dogma that game da- again? I don't know. <laughs> like, that was like a launch... That was like a Souls-like launch game, right? Capcom made it. Uh, 2012. So, yeah, it would have been... Oh, no, no, it was a bit later then. So, not even next-gen? No, no, it was was PS3 and and 360. Man, that that game left less less than zero of an impression on me. That game is so fascinating. What, Dragon's Dogma? Mm. Why? It's like it's very. It's just a really, really interesting game with really, really cool mechanics. Um, you got to like climb around um, monsters and stuff to like beat, like sort of like Shadow of the Colossus, except the monsters are like really small. Um, what? <laughs> it's like it's, it's. It's. You should check out that game. That game's on Switch now. Okay, I'll uh, I'll I'll look at a gameplay video of it. I'll see what I think. Hmm. Get ready for the animated series. Yep. Um, that'll about that'll about do it for this week for this fortnight thanks so much for listening if you made it this far um <laughs> but but i just you know 
If you stuck all the way through the podcast, thank you. Thank you so if you, much. If you slogged it out. <laughs> um, so, I'll just, you know, give you the, give you the spiel. Um, we do this every couple of weeks. You can find all the podcasts on our website at minimap.com.au. Uh, you can also find uh, our Twitters on Twitter, obviously. Um, the site Twitter is at MinimapAU. Uh, my Twitter is at KJPalmer underscore 24. Uh, Jeremy, your Twitter is? At Obi1Jazz. June, your Twitter is? Junez, J-U-N underscore E-double-S. And if you want to support the uh, the podcast or the website at all monetarily, you can do that through our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash minimapau. Um, but yeah, hopefully in two weeks we'll have some uh, more less depressing news to talk about. Uh, the Xbox game showcase is coming up soon. Maybe we'll finally get a price for one of the consoles. Maybe we'll finally see Halo gameplay. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'll have, things, I'll have finished uh, Uncharted 2 at least. M- might, <laughs> maybe Uncharted 3. Maybe, maybe Uncharted maybe. 4 again. <laughs> maybe Uncharted 4 again. Why not? Uh, um, I look forward to having yet another uh, third third podcast in a row <laughs> talking about Uncharted 4. <laughs> um, but until then, thank you, really, thank you so much for listening. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.